Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Ray. I'm Alex Welcome back to another episode of... Well, guys and welcome back to another episode of mostly lit we made it another week another week of book talk life talk funny talk happy talk sad talk the talk the talk um thank you guys so much for listening and before we go anywhere you better subscribe (laughs) comment down below this is the first time listening you know that we're going to be asking you to subscribe asking you to rate review we're on Acast, so make sure that you subscribe through there as well but spotify and itunes and anywhere else you find your podcasts let's go let's get going how you week how your week's been alex you know what this week was really tiring um i think that's as much as i can really give it's really tiring this week um you know when you're just exhausted from like a lot of various different things. I think just stepping into this um, freelance life. Yeah. Or just, I don't even like calling it freelance. Just I feel like I'm on a sabbatical from work. Really? I think that's kind Let's of Let's say you're, you know, self-employed. Self-employed. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just kind of working on projects and stuff. But yeah, um, yeah I just kind of exhausted myself. That's inter- good though. Internally, yeah. Yeah. So I just, you know. Well, you not just, the exhaustion, but the fact that you're working yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then I sat down and I was like, okay, cool. Um, time to take a break. And I think that I just spent however. Breaks are good. We love breaks. Yeah, we love breaks. I schedule my breaks. My breaks constitute a nice spa day. <laughs> you know, that's how I like to break. Yeah. So, already, yeah. Always like painting her nails and showing everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like when I go and get my nails done, you know it's Ray Ray time. It's Ray Ray time. Yeah. So. You don't do that in your lunch break. I feel like. I do that in my lunch break. Sometimes yeah. I'll just get a bit too, and I'm like, oh, God, I need to get my nails done. <laughs> I feel like I get superpowers when I get my nails done. So, yeah, when I get my nails done, nobody can rattle me. Super Ray, super Ray, super, <laughs> super, super Ray. All righty, all righty, all righty. But yeah. you have a good week. Yeah, the week's been really good. Um, mm. Yeah, like, oh, I went to the, um, it's not about the back of launch. Ooh, that was yeah. really fun. Yeah, you, look, um, you did really well. Yeah, the like all the contributors came and it was really, really fun. Um, and you were, then you were cheesing, cheesing. Yeah, the what cheesing, does that mean? Big, big fat grin 
Was I? I? Yeah, all I can see was bare smiles. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, that was fun. Um, And then my girls took me to Shoreditch and it was just like, let's just say it it took me two days to recover. It looked lit. (laughs) Like two days to recover. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, I'm never doing this on a school night again. Um, But shout out to the girls for uh, making sure I had a great evening. Amazing. Um, Amazing, amazing. Sometimes you just need that though, that little R&R. Yeah. Mid- midweek and stuff. I know, but right, like, I'm actually old. <laughs> I was like, literally, the next day I was at work and I was like, wow, like, I actually need to go to bed. Mm-hmm. I cannot do this. Um, and I'm like, wow, I'm 25, going on 60 out here. <laughs> <Go> on. <laughs> You're already signing up literally, for your pension. Literally, I was like, okay. That freedom pass. Can't, can't be doing this no more, you know? Ray and her freedom pass, boy. That's right. <laughs> freedom! <laughs> freedom! <laughs> What do you have for us on Mostly News? All right. So Mostly News this week, um, it varies actually, but the top of the list I've got, I've got Children of Blood and Bone has picked a director. Uh, oh, for the um, the book, um, yeah, the film. For the film. Yeah. For the film. So we've got the Hollywood Reporter, Hollywood Reporter has reported mm. <laughs> that Rick the director of the critical darling coming of age movie Dope has signed on to direct Children of Blood and Bone, Blood and Bone. amazing Fox 2000 adaptation of the best selling YA novel by Tommy Adeyemi so That's I amazing. mean we don't even need to explain why we're excited about this we're just excited okay. who do you and like who would you want to um, play in the film when they yeah. want to ask me to audition when they have an open no, casting call in London no. in next year this no, year no. so I see myself oh, <laughs> oh my god as... I'm not talking about you <laughs> <laughs> okay continue who do you see yourself as I see you as um, Zili's brother Zane Zane I don't know I don't know I don't know whether I have that kind of gumption no I see you as Zane because you know he's quite athletic and um um you know he's athletic well you know yeah you've been going gym yeah and um he's yeah you can't be the brother the the prince sorry why can't I be the prince because he's be? a lighty, remember? Oh, yeah. Zay, like, Zili's brother oh, yeah. is... He's a, he's a brownie. He's a brownie, yeah. <laughs> he's a brownie. So, so... I forgot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why he's so... Anyway. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. But yeah, Zayn would be good. I think it would just be fun just to even... Even if I, even if I was an extra. Oh, good heavens. If I was an extra. You, you don't understand the levels of extraness I would <laughs> yeah. be coming with, with all this. The but Arisha. Like, yes. The no, Arisha. I see it. Like, I do feel like um, if I was to play, I mean, you already know who I would be. Um, Amara. Of course I would be. <laughs> Please. Oh, of course I'll be Amara. Oh my days. You know, you even knew it. You didn't need to think twice. That's true. You were like, yeah, she's not going to be Zili because she true. ain't got time. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Even if I was like, even on the crew of like the people, you know, when she goes around, when they get towards um, trying to like get the magic. And yeah. They put my, further in and they end up like around the earthers and the people yeah. that do all the uh, metal stuff. Even if I was like in that crew of like those pirates, I would be happy. Just throw me in anywhere. <laughs> I want to be a part of this. So what? what Holla your, at me. What was your sign again? My sign. What was your um? Oh, uh, what is it called? I haven't. I can't remember it now. But I think it was. It was the spirit one. It was. Um, oh, a, were you a seer? No, I was a the mind. Yeah, the Emmy clan. The Emmy clan. The magic of yeah, the magic of mind, spirit, and dreams. The connector. 
That's it. The connector. And I was the... The burner. The burner. Yeah. So from the inner, inner clan. So the inner yeah. clan, Magi of Fire. Mm-hmm. Mighty title, Burner. The deity, Sango. Um, I, in the thing is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember when... So I interviewed um, Tommy when she came down for her uh, tour here in England. Mm-hmm. And... I told her my name. I was like, yeah, my name is Raifa and I did the test and I'm a burner. And sis wrote my name on the notes section. <laughs> yeah. In, on her phone, on her iPhone. And I had to add, I was like, okay, yeah, my name also means merciful. Yeah. So that kind of goes, cause I'm just like merciful. full of, you know, full rage, of and, rage and, 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 and fire, but I'm very merciful. So you yeah. don't have to be scared of me. Cause you know how in the book, mm. um, everybody was really scared of the burner cause yeah. it was just havoc. Yeah. Um, cause they can't really control it. If they can't, exactly. if, if they can't control it, it becomes really like, yeah. Yeah. awful. Cause they can just burn whole towns and villages and stuff. Her, yeah, I'm connector. She's like, that makes sense. You know, <laughs> like, you know, you, you give me that energy that makes me feel like, you know, you're the, one you of the know me. I was like, you yeah. see me, you see me, you see I me. See in you. The, but yeah, so we I want to, so whoever, who, the powers that be, whoever is in control with um, casting, yeah. <clears throat> I'm available. Yeah. We've got um, your Zane and your Amara right here. I mean, you have the Zane. You even have you even have the extra. You need to be. Need to be <laughs> I have you know that I got. I'm happy to I be got, an extra. I'll be. I was them. two percentages away from getting an A star in my GCSE drama, but I got an A. Okay, fantastic. But I got yeah. Just so you know, my performance was brilliant. It was my coursework that mm-hmm. made me lose my two points to get my A star. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was, so I, I just hope you know. I was signed. Thank you. I was signed. I don't care what you were signed. Um, <laughs> rubbish actors everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> You're actually trash. <laughs> no, but seriously, even if I have to be a village person walking around pulling pulling a, yeah, pulling something along, Anyways, I want guys, to be there. So right. let's hope Rick, Famuyiwa, come through. Mm-hmm. You have two people here that you can just cast straight up. Um, congratulations on getting you know the role as director, and we hope that you will do an amazing job. <laughs> yeah, you will do. You will do an amazing yeah. job. Yeah, honestly. So congratulations to Rick. And Tommy. Congratulations. All right, moving on. Um, Black Leopard, Red Wolf by Marlon James Mm -hmm. has hit the shelves. That's right. Starts off with these legendary lines. The child is dead. There is nothing left to know. So now that's kind of chilling already. But I'm looking forward to actually getting stuck into this book, to be honest. Yeah, um, it's been given a lot of hype, isn't it? It's kind of, you know marketing perspective entitled the you know an african game of thrones mm. um you know marlon is a man book a winner you know he yeah. like he knows shit essentially <laughs> um and this book is out it has had a lot of hype and it's a bit of a thickums mm-hmm. but 700 pages yes yeah, a bit of a thickums but you know what we've read we've read more yeah we've read more um especially when it comes to um fantasy exactly yeah like even even the like game of thrones trilogies is completely massive mm. so really looking forward to reading this um have you heard any reviews so far yeah so the one of the reviews that i read actually i didn't even read it because i don't like reading reviews before i read the book um in the, in the guardian they said it was violent and cliched so i'm like but isn't like we had this discussion just before yeah. we started recording but like isn't game of thrones violent and cliched. I mean, I right? guess most of along most of it is violent. 
most of it is a cliche, but it's still loved and it's still good. Yeah. So hopefully we'll see once I get once we start once we get violent into it. Violent and cliche, of course I'll say violent and cliche. Yeah, once we get into it, I guess it would be a, um, it'd be possible to yeah. see to have a have a bit more of a, an informed view. But yeah, looking forward to doing that. So guys, go out and get the book, um, and then let us know what you think if you started reading it or not. Mm. So that's great. I know a few of like the people I follow have read it, and I know one girl who I follow gave it a really, really good review. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't trust reviews. I, I trust say reviews. read it. Yeah, get a feel of how you personally think about yeah. it, rather than getting other people's opinions. Yeah, we'll um, see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. This week, um, um, so I went to the Brits on Wednesday, mm. and Beyonce and Jay Z won the award for international act i won all this, of, i won this award before in 2002 with, with, with destiny's said, child with, with my best friends destiny's child <laughs> <laughs> i saw that and i was like okay this was, I was like, beyonce is so funny she's literally so shady she's like just just in case you forgot i was there i've been won this award i was there i've been won this award oh 18 years ago or right. however long it was where have you been <laughs> I got kids on this stage who don't even weren't even born when I won this damn award, you know. <laughs> little mix, little mix. <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, Beyonce and Jay Z accepted their award. For everything is love. The for same day they did their brunch, it, it feels like they did that because Jay Z was wearing the same clothes. The same. But, um, Beyonce wore a different type of suit. Um, wasn't that cute? But you know, we don't talk about that. <laughs> um, and they paid tribute to Her Royal Highness the Duchess of Sussex. Yeah. Um, Megan, I was going to call her Megan Good. <laughs> Megan Markle. Yeah. Um, and I do think that obviously I'm a real like, I'm really just not about the royal family. Can't yeah. lie. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm just not. Um. However, the media uh, narration mm. and portrayal of Megan and her biracial self is yeah. absolutely disgusting. It really just shows you, you know, when you, you know, when you rattle racists yeah. or like, you know, when like people just can't help themselves, but be racist and show sometimes like we've reached a stage where like a few years ago it was popular and it was in vogue to be tolerant. And I think with the, the way in which the world is shifting right now with mm. the rise of the far right, with the, I, the whole Brexit, with, with Trump in power, it's this, it's almost giving people the right yeah. to say what they actually have felt all of these years. So yeah, we think, yeah. oh, you know, we're moving backwards. We weren't moving forward. <laughs> right because these people weren't changing we, yeah, yeah we were just stand still we were just still and i feel like with the shift in in thought and and, and the political atmosphere that we're in it gives people the nerve to be like and this is how we feel and i feel like we see this so violently yeah. with the whole Meghan Markle situation, you know her what? portrayal on British yeah. in British media, and I actually have to say, like, listen, like when um, even Lorraine, yeah, Miss Lorraine, who does her morning program, I think it's mm. a, I've, I have an issue with with programming in the UK anyway. Mm. But anyway, Lorraine has this slot. I, I can't believe it with the rise of Netflix. Why are your shows still like dead? But anyway, dead. but we've got um, but with Lorraine had her show, and she was basically did this thing where she was showing. Um, all the people invited to Meghan Markle's baby shower. Mate. 
And I, I saw it and I was like, what is going on? And they put this picture up of, um, and I'm sure that there would have been an editorial team. Mm-hmm. Lorraine would have looked at it and said, okay, yeah, sure. X, y, and Z. But they've got this picture of her and I'm going to call the rest randoms because I don't know who they are. No, so it's, but, um, they've but, got, um, but I know that. Amal Clooney. Amal Clooney. Clooney went. Yeah. And, and two other people and they were dressed how, yeah. in the outfit of Megan's, I think it's the pictures taken from Megan's so wedding. No, no, yeah. So Amal Clooney is dressed in the, in the, what she wore to Megan's wedding. Yeah. Serena Williams was with, was there. Was there wearing wedding, a, beautiful a beautiful dress. pink dress. Right. So, but why did, and, but they chose to use her, Looking stressed and ragged, and, and ragged from the, from from her from her day job, yeah, like literally Play, like playing, playing tennis, playing tennis, playing tennis. Like, I mean, why would and you? you know and, they among, did that on purpose alongside some of like, like women you know, looking hella glamorous, looking glamorous, looking beautiful, as if this stuff. woman has does not look glamorous. And she doesn't deserve the right. They just put pulled any picture off right? of the internet and then put it up there. So what is what is going on here? So Everybody, the messaging is so clear. The messaging and all of that stuff and. When it comes to Meghan Markle, people just need that. Just they're just not leaving her alone. They're not leaving her alone. It's she's, not even. It's she's like every yeah, every little thing that she does. So basically, the media is in a bit of a huff and puff as always because she took um, a private jet all the way to the states, paid yeah. for by Serena Williams or, or one of them because Serena Williams was paying for the. I read an article the place where they were staying. Mm. It's literally one of literally the most expensive suite in. Um, for a hotel in the West Side, like in um, America. And my issue to the British public is, what is your own? Face your front. At the end of the day, the British media, the British um, royal family have been taking your taxes for as long as you can remember. And you have the temerity to be like, Carbon emissions, you're you know, the charity that you're supporting. I'm you sorry, are you not taking a flight to the Algarve in Portugal in the summer for two weeks and visiting your expat grandparents yeah. so that you can, you know, see them? Yeah. Are the you is, not doing, are you not doing all, where are your carbon the, emissions? The, the thing is, it's like, it's one of those things, it is groupthink, I do believe. It's like a lot of the time, people just kind of believe that that's kind of like, obviously a lot of, some, a lot of the taxpayers' money goes directly to the Queen's Look the purse, whatever you call it, but also like the, piggy bank. If you knew that, this, like the way that also, Charles, uh, Charles had to set up a company mm-hmm. that was like the Duchy of Cornwall, that was his company that he set up separately. That wasn't that was kind of his own estate and yeah. his money that he kind of used and had William and Harry in. These and that's what they've been kind of taking like, your money. But, but it takes a woman who has had, had who has had her own career, her own career with her own money mm-hmm. for you now to An raise audience. your in her own audience, <laughs> yeah. and even it's even her mates that are paying for this but now it's your problem and you have to attack her i'm sorry but yeah like it's it's so wild and bizarre to me and it's so it's of course the fact that she is you know she obviously identifies as biracial in the states she'll be called black Mm -hmm. um here they just see a tinge of black in her and she looks different and And oh my god she's very much leaning into her blackness here um, and what got me was the fact that remember when she wore that um, dress, that one shoulder dress, and was it not recently Kate went out wearing a one shoulder dress as well? I did not see one article mm. condemning her for for foregoing royal p- protocol. There we go. There we go. So let's talk about that, Lorraine. <laughs> let's talk about that, and let's talk about how you need to address address it. To be honest, because it's disgusting. For someone who's been working in the in the industry for that long, I mean, come on now. I love that she just minds her own business, though. She's just, um, she can't really say nothing. There we go. But yeah, the, the royal family are not poor. This woman is not coming in 
and flaunting her wealth. <laughs> like these people have been taking your money. So how about you do you think about that? It's true. <laughs> um, as I mentioned, um, Jussie Smollett has been charged this, with this story um, filing a false crazy. report. Is it really, has he, have they, has he actually been charged? Because there was one article that I arrested, saw. So arrested for filing. I don't, I don't. Listen, anyway, yeah. I find it I find it hella confusing. And now he's been suspended from Empire. He's apparently. been suspended from Empire because it's it's been reported that he um that he staged this all because he was in a it was in a debate with them about the money that he wasn't that he wasn't getting paid. Mm. And also he was upset with the with the um company for not taking action on a homophobic and racist kind of letter that he received before. So he kind of wanted to make a point, apparently. Allegedly, that's what they're saying. There's so much the way, like missing information. Yeah, there's so much missing yeah. information. But you know, once you, I read the um, the statement that was put out that, mm. that, that the that one of his lawyers, one of the lawyers, read out. Um, was it today or yesterday? But um, I want to hear it from him. I want to hear him yeah. say, "I did this, X, Y, and this, Z, this, and this yeah. is why I did it." I don't want to be hearing, you know, the police saying this, the lawyers saying that. I want to hear it come from his his throat. I want to hear him say that. And until then, you can't really ha- have much of a judgment on it. But uh, yeah. I was sorry, but I just felt really, but I do feel kind of, as a member of the public, manipulated. Mm-hmm. So I like I was a bit like, well, from a journalistic side, they can only report what they know. Mm-hmm. From a police side, I'm not even defending them. They can, they have to do whatever they have to do with mm-hmm. it. Like you would expect them to find the actual evidence and report the evidence. But from him now, he's not, say like he's not saying anything it's just mm. becoming worse and worse and worse and it's worse like chinese worse. whispers yeah so he needs to sound he needs to be able to sit there and say what he's done because you know the, the more silent think, yeah. you are the kind of more guilty you seem yeah i do think though that regardless of his situation the mere fact that this has been picked up by the media storm and in the way in which it's being reported is really just opens up space for concern in my eyes because i'm like well he's a homosexual black man and it's I think that the way it's placed and the way that it has been like BBC News like is reporting this BBC News like hardly ever report on like American black news do you know what I mean like black celebrity news and I think this is why I'm a bit skeptical is the fact that why is it that it is getting so much limelight. And mm. that's why it's, to me, it's appearing very, like it's very, it's appearing very booky. I'm just like, there's something else here. There's something at play here. There's something going on. Um, because I don't even think like it's him mm-hmm. and what's happened, but it's how it's being reported. What is the agenda? What's the propaganda that's trying to be People were told? initially linking it to Kamala Harris and they were, making, they were trying to make like really strenuous links to Kamala mm. Harris and her kind of role in trying to like, like run for the presidency mm-hmm. and all this different stuff. And and obviously Trump is capitalizing on, on it because, you know, he does that. Um, I just, I'm, I'm really concerned. I'm really concerned for what, what the actual, what the outcome is going to be. Yeah. I don't really have an opinion, maybe because I'm just like refraining until yeah, the truth I is actually I really heard. want, I really just want to hear what he has to yeah. say. And I really want to, I want to hear what he, um, what his perspective is on it. I don't want it, I don't want it to be. He said, she he, said. He said, she said, he yeah. said, she oh, said. You know, this place reported. as a public, we're receiving what we're, what people believe to be the facts. But yeah. obviously we know that these things aren't, um, 
black and white anymore mm-hmm. or never have been. Mm. So we don't know. Um, and just to round off, obviously Burberry. Burberry is in some is in some shit. I mean, did we not have one thing the last week? Yeah, one thing last week with fashion. Oh yeah, Karl Lagerfeld's dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the way you just said that offhand, Alex. Oh, oh my God. He died, didn't it? Oh God. R.I.P. R.I.P. You know, he did a lot for Chanel. But he did a lot for Chanel, but you know what? Like, I read a tweet. I, I, someone was like, before you start um, coming for somebody, like so if, if a white person dies, before you um, start coming to do R.I.P., you'll you be missed. You have to, to Google, Google their them. name and then and, racist, yeah, racism exactly. at the end. I was laughing. He's, he's, he's done some racist stuff. He's done some fat phobic stuff. He's done some ableist stuff but he's just he's just he's a big powerhouse though apparently his cat is going to um inherit something um a bit from his 200 million empire his cat me too i can do cats i can i I can be at cats (laughs) 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 listen yeah all i know is that the person who's looking after this cat is set up for life. Set up for life. Set up for life. Your cat is inheriting, you know. It's inheriting. Someone just killed that cat. <laughs> oh my God. You imagine, oh no, the cat passed away. Sadly, <sighs> you know, she was missing him. I'm in mourning and now it, it, that's it, my estate. It was a him. It was a he. <laughs> oh, uh, he, he was he... missing him. Um, so what, so what, happens, <laughs> what had happened was. What happens with the money? Yeah. Oh, um, you hold that cat for ransom. Hold it for. Like, you want this pussy? <laughs> Give me that money. <laughs> Oh, you want this? <laughs> Send me my check. Run me my check. Give me that car money. <laughs> Alex is Alex is laughing so much. <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> you want this pussy? Run me my check. I'm sick of you. You want this pussy? Run me my I'm check. I'm actually sick of you. Um, you want to hear it? <laughs> They're alive. They're alive. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm sorry, but like, you oh, know, man. yeah, okay, yeah, he passed away, sad, sad, but obviously, you know, I saw a whole debate between Jamila Jamil and Cara Delevingne on Twitter. Oh, no. <laughs> the thing is, like, it was one of the most passive-aggressive, well-constructed <laughs> arguments that I've ever seen in my life on Twitter. <laughs> it's like, I don't mean to offend you, but... Offending, offending. Kisses, and then it was like, oh, I understand where you're coming from. However... And I was like, no, you guys are doing way too much. Just, just be... It's called diplomatic arguing. You know when Jamila Jamil comes in, she's like, at the end of the day... I didn't tweet you. You tweeted me. And at the end of the day, I didn't come for you, sis. I just put it out there. <laughs> All right. Um, if there's anything, do you have anything else this week? Um, no, no. This is this has been a good. Uh, well, it's been it's been the world. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a mess. Obviously, British politics is a mess. British politics Brexit is, a mess. is a mess. Brexit is a mess. Everything. We were is... thinking about do we discuss this, and it's like you know what? Let's just wait. R. Kelly's been arrested. Thank God. Everything. Let's just hope he stays there. Yeah. All right. Mostly lit. Alex, what you been reading? Oh, so I have been reading. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. Um, it's been a tough week. We've been, reading, we were, we've been reading The Long Song. Okay, yeah, yeah. We've been reading The Long Song. We've been reading The Long Song. Yeah. Um, you know, By Andrea Levy. Andrea Levy. Andrea Levy. And um, yeah, halfway through it. Oh my God. I really so enjoy it. I enjoy it, but I forgot how... 19th century is as in obviously have you read it before no oh okay so no I haven't read it before but as in I didn't know like going in that it would be so 
Like I haven't read 19th century literature for so long or literature taking place in the 19th century mm -hmm. for so long that when I started reading this and I was like, oh my God, I love this. I enjoy this. And I hadn't read 19th century language um, and syntax and, and, and lyric in so long that reading this, it was such a comfort. Um, so yeah, I'm also reading uh, The Long Song because yeah. we'll be discussing it hopefully next week. Yeah. Um, and it's beautiful. Yeah, I don't want to say too much because we'll yeah. talk about it more next yeah. week. But it, like, as a Jamaican, yeah, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the fire. I'm feeling yeah. the energy that comes with it. Um, love the way that she writes. She uses um, a lot of words. Though, I realize she does use a lot of words. Although sometimes I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. but it's very nice. But the thing is, I think she taps into the voice of a 19th century person very yeah. well. Mm. It's kind of what you would expect yeah. somebody to to say, Same. and I can see it's reminiscent of Small Island in a way but anyway we'll figure that out but that's what I'm reading that's what we're reading um, are you been... reading anything else? anything else oh I read <laughs> I'm reading Don Miguel Ruiz is the mastery of self <laughs> haven't you already mastered yourself? you never master yourself darling. I have you never master yourself I have um, <laughs> <laughs> sure my sure, therapist ja has <laughs> sure Jan uh, no the mastery of self is actually quite interesting it's um, basically working on the four agreements hmm. that I mentioned while back on this show yeah um, don't take things personally don't make don't make assumptions be impeccable with your word and always do your best etc so he basically he's the son of the person who originally wrote it mm -hmm. and he's just expanding on all of those topics oh. yeah I'm at the very early stages of it so yeah, yeah I'll, I, will, I will feed back nice. when that comes through Fabulous. next week. But I'm still reading a man called Uber. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting man. I had to stop my audible because I was very busy, but I'm going to go on it because I've got loads of points. <laughs> and I'm <laughs> credits, literally telling credits. everybody, I'm like, get audible. Get audible. <laughs> I've actually been more on like into podcasts these days as well. So that's nice. Cool. Because, you know, I didn't used to do podcasts, but now I'm like all about audio. Yeah. Yeah. Because I do believe that I should. That's my next new career. Okay. Reading books. <laughs> Reading books. <laughs> Getting paid for it. Okay. Um, all right. So on this episode of Mostly Lit, we we'll be talking about the 1%. Yeah. Shout out our friends from Nights Off. Yeah. What's up? Reading, <laughs> reading the 1%. Yeah. Um, Just so looking at how... So it comes off an, a Guardian article yeah. that came out, was it last year? Yeah, I, I do believe so. Out. But it was like, you know, how it, it reported that... 1% of characters in children's books were BAME. Um, yeah, only 1%. Only 1%. And yeah, it got us thinking about actually just kind of going through the books that we read as children mm -hmm. and, teen, and figuring out whether there was any characters in them, why we picked those books, etc., yeah. and what we thought about them. Yeah. So we kind of set ourselves a challenge, write down five books that we read as children, young adults, and only one... I got in there had a had a black character um, out of the five outside of the Bible, which which which, which, which is <laughs> which is our hair mixed, which is which is up for debate around who's black and who's not. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know damn well ain't nobody was white in in the Middle East. I know Samson definitely <laughs> a black man because I'm sure he had locks um, and Goliath, maybe and David could have been could have been a small guy, a small black guy. Well, he had like short man syndrome. Moses. Moses probably was a black man. I feel like Moses was like, oh, Moses was definitely a black man. This was yeah. Egypt. Yeah, it was Egypt. They were all black. They were dark, dark, dark. 
Dead nappy Paul. ass hair. Paul, when right. he when he parted that sea, he was like, "Good, because this water is not gonna get in my <laughs> hair." Oh my god! Did you don't see? Have you saw that? You saw that? <laughs> wait, you saw that tweet from Amak? Oh, um, Amezi. Yeah. Oh, and <laughs> they were talking about um how God is so petty. <laughs> God is so petty. When you think about it, though, he actually is, or she is. Or I absolutely is. died. So basically, um, the author of um, Freshwater. Freshwater was <laughs> tweeted this morning um one of ruth who is a friend of the show ruth's a tweet shout out um yeah so basically wrote um thou preparest a table in the presence of my enemies which is part of um a bible, line. bible verse, yeah yeah um and it was so funny because amezi was like yeah like you know um, I pray this prayer every night and each time I get to this line I'm like damn God stays on a petty flex <laughs> aggressively here for it other hits vengeance is mine <laughs> you know in that post like vengeance is mine I shall repay yeah. or something yeah. and then she was like aka four back sis I got, I got this, this. Yeah. Um, I've been cracking up at this the, the one where she was like basically the whole idea of but did you die though yeah. um, like for example when Job like his Job Job Job, Job. I say job. I know. But it's spelt job. But it's job. Yeah, but if it was job, it'd be J-O-B-E. It's job. Or the... Rafer. All I'm saying... Rafer. <laughs> well then. No, it's job, innit? It's job. If it was job, it'd be J-O-B-E. I'm sorry, but... I'm telling you, his name is Job. <laughs> that is... That's what kind simple. of name is that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> ask, the, ask the writer when you meet him or her or it. Nah, yeah, because that, that should, I'm sorry, but whoever translated the Bible did that, that was wrong. Anyways. I think my guy's name's Job though. Job. <laughs> Covered in boils, surrounded by his dead kids, saying, what the actual fuck? And God saying, wow, so somebody cannot play with you now. <laughs> no, so somebody, not play with somebody you cannot play with you again? <laughs> Fine, here, have some replacement kids. <laughs> I died, but um, yeah, God stays pe- being petty. But yeah, so <laughs> vengeance is mine. I shall vengeance repay. Vengeance is mine. I shall I can't repay. Can't believe his name is Job. Yeah, his well, my whole life I've been saying Job. I don't think I don't think that's the main issue here. The main issue. <laughs> Sorry, just reading the one percent. Just reading the one percent. Um. So yeah, we set ourselves a task of writing down five books we read and we remember reading as kids and going through them and seeing what we liked, what we didn't like and whether there were actually any BAME characters, more specifically for us, any black characters. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, so Alex, what my first, actually, I'll go first, my first book, because <laughs> you're right, Tom, mm-hmm. that I chose is, so when I came to this country <clears throat> on the 25th of January, 1999. That one. <laughs> Any of those immigrant mother when I first yeah. came to this when country. When I first came. When I first came. When I stepped off the plane. It was cold. <laughs> it was actually really cold because it was January 25th, freezing. Mm-hmm. Um, have I, I think I've told you this before. I and um, my people don't underestimate how cold it would be, so they put me in a little jumper. Mm-hmm. And the people on the plane, I think we came on KLM. I'm not sure. Ooh, um, fancy. I don't even remember. I think it was KLM. Yeah. Um, they. <laughs> They told me to keep the um, the the, the blanket mm-hmm. on the plane, and they were like, "Yeah, take it with you. It's really freezing." And I still had that until a few years ago. I threw it in the bin because it was just tatters. Oh. But obviously, your garden, you know English in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, the first ever book I read in English was called Elmer, the Patchwork Elephant, and it was a um, a children's series. Actually, I actually said Elmer, you know. What? 
This is the first book you read from the UK? Yeah. Elmer? Yeah. The Patrick Elephant? Yeah. Hmm. The first book that I read from beginning to end, well, because we had this thing where in, in my class, Miss Hildreth, bless her cotton socks, um, she's amazing. Hildreth. Yeah, she taught me English, Miss Hildreth. Shout out Miss Hildreth if you're still about, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> if you're still about. Doubtful. Um, so basically listening. she... Not still about. To do this thing where each week you'd have to read a book and if you don't get from the beginning to end, you have to stay on that book until the next week and then you don't get move on to the next oh, book. Yeah. yeah. I think they still do this. It's elitist. Yeah, I know. Well, actually it's fine because you should just, you know, be able to finish a book. Um, yes, for some people. Yeah. And so Alma the Patchwork Elephant is the first... I was stuck on this book for so long mm. um, and I was super, super, super like sad because I couldn't move on. I didn't understand English properly and blah, 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 blah. But after three, four weeks, I was finally able to finish it and sound the words. And I always remember Elmer the Patchwork Elephant uh, by David McKee. And it is basically, it's an elephant <laughs> with rainbow and white squares arranged on him as a uh, patchwork in a patchwork and he reads really lovely he like loves practical jokes um and there are so many themes and issues relating to the concept of diversity um and there was another one there was like a spin-off I don't know if you know I think it was a goldfish um this also got turned into like a, a television series as well um, it's quite popular, but it's so weird that it's like, this is the book that I kind mm, of, you mm, know, because mm. it is about being different, I guess, and how this elephant is walking around looking hella colourful. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that was the first book I read when I was a kid. The first book I read in English. And in a way, I guess it is very 1% because... I guess, or maybe it's a cop-out because it's an animal. Mm. Um, it's an elephant. Um, I guess elephants are diverse because they don't, you know, naturally occur in the cold land of Britain. Um, mm. so, and it's multicolored. Do you know what it is? Wow, though, this book is like, this book is so... But do you know what it is though? Also, <laughs> it's like, when you're growing up, right, you're kind of like, you're blinded to the realities of the world because everything's an animal. Or, or some kind of like creature. Everything's an animal. Do you know what I mean? Like so sorry. Like when you're when you're growing up and you're reading things like Mog the Cat, and or the caterpillar or one. The caterpillar one. Everything's an insect or an animal. The caterpillar. So you're like, oh, caterpillars are like caterpillars. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Like, you're not you're not showing the realities of the world. Like yeah. <laughs> based upon you know what is on there, you're just like this is a caterpillar. Yeah. <laughs> this is a caterpillar. Um, one second. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of a book that I that I really. I can't remember. Do you remember this? The spy. The spy. There's a spy guy. Somebody's gonna remember this, and I know, like, one of my friends is gonna be like, Alex, you couldn't remember this. this the book. spy. But he was no, he was a spy. Um, he was like a, a teen spy. Teen like, spy. Yeah, like a teen spy. Proper. Ben ten. <laughs> I don't know. Not Ben ten. I'm sure we were very much older than. <laughs> I'm like, like, I'm sure it was much older than my was, cousins. Was it a black? Was it? Was the character white? The character or? was white. His name was Alex. Is it Alex Ryder? Alex Ryder? Alex Ryder. What? I I don't know. Oh, wait, wait. Yes. Yeah, Alex, Alex Ryder. Ryder. And the book that I am thinking of is Stormbreaker. Ah, okay, yeah. Okay, anyway, but yeah. Wait, this is like not really a children's book. I'm coming to explain a bit uh, later on. Okay, cool. 
yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so my Elmer. one is Alma the Patchwork Elephant Guys by David McKee. It is pinnacle diversity considering there's every color under the sun there. I think that's what, you know, David was trying to do. Shout out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's an elephant and elephants are my favorite animals after peacocks. Did you know that actually, they're actually really scared of bees? Bees? Elephants are really scared of bees. Like Beyonce. So the book that I've chosen is, um, I remember when I was younger, I read um, Okay, elephants, now let's get information. I read, um, no, no, I never read actually. Well, basically my uncle used to read us, um, whenever I went up, he started reading like the Narnia series. When we, when, we were, like, when we were like nine, ten. Yeah, I never read them. Um, and yeah, so it starts off with the magician's nephew and... I kind of really got, I got into the series. I only think I read the first three books. Though. How many of them are there? It's like seven. I think it's like the original Harry Potter series. Yeah. I guess. But the thing is like, yeah, The Magician's Nephew, I think just the way that it was written, the mm. way that it was um, kind of, you know, it, it, these children's books that have, are, that are very much for children, but are novels, but can be read by adults. The Magician's but, Nephew is not the first one. Is the first one? No. What's the first one? The first one is The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. It's not. There are seven books. And the first one is The Magician's Nephew, then the next no. one is The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. No, the first one, 1950, is The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. The second one is Prince Caspian, The Return of Narnia. That's 1951. The other one is The Voyage of the Dawn Trader. Wow, 1952. I didn't know these books were this old. And then there's The Silver Chair, which is 1953. The Horse and His Boy, 1954. The Magician's Nephew, 1955. Which one was the and first then one? The what, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. I'm sure it's not. Because, yeah. obviously, because the magician's nephew was before, happened before that. Or am I getting mixed up with timelines? It's a prequel, but it came... So, that's the thing. It was, it was, it's literally, like, the penultimate one. However, it's a prequel and presents Narnia's so, original story. So, technically, you kind of read it in the correct... I read it, I read it in the order of the, the way it should have been written, r- but not read. Yes, no, read, read but it, not written. Read but not written. Yeah. So okay. it's like. So anyway, so I read that. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, but like that's the thing. So I, I don't know what my choice was though. I think it was like he either read them, and then I kind of took it upon myself to read that, or I picked it up and I said, if this is the story that happened before the Chronicles of Narnia, mm. well, not before the um before the Land of the Witch and the Wardrobe, then I want to read that one. Yeah. First, and that's how you learn about the wizard and you learn about, you know, how the wardrobe was created and Ooh. all that stuff. And I was like, yeah, but the thing is, right, I didn't, when I read it, when I read it, I didn't, because there were so many mystic, mythical characters characters in there mm. and there were so many different, um, like, people that they met along the way, etc. I didn't think about, growing up, I didn't think about the race I didn't think about anything. I just saw that this is You just saw the magic. Yeah, yeah just yeah. the boy and then the magic. And However, like that's cool. I think when we are young, we don't really think about, oh, you know, we don't see ourselves in these books. We just see stories. However, I think in a way, unconsciously, that's actually quite terrible because we then internalize that and we almost our imagination and the structures in which we are allowed to think in are all essentially white. We don't see ourselves portrayed and therefore we don't even think that our story or our experiences are are valid, are stories that can have a stage to be presented and shown to the world. And so I don't think that 
this the whole idea of the one percent is bad for children in the immediate aspect of them being children although sometimes you can just like it's nice when you see yourself however it is I think impactful afterwards when you you're growing up and and your mind is telling you I don't see myself and I'm I'm very different to the Mm. world stage I'm Mm. like the understudy I'm not even the understudy I'm just behind the scenes nobody knows me I'm just watching from the covers somewhere and like for example with these magical tales to be able to have create like not even to be able to have creatures and animals and 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 fantastical beasts is amazing Mm. to to ensure that our imagination is almost colorful however imagine your imagination not being diverse yeah because that's not what you've been shown it's horrific because because it's not been diverse and also when you grow up and you're not thinking about it being diverse you don't you don't see see them being much of a quote-unquote issue yeah with it and i mean obviously we're probably the last generation that kind of had all of that we Mm. kind of had the backlog of all of these kind of books and stories yeah which had just white characters and we were just kind of made in it because when I think about like primary school and like the beginnings of secondary school, like they weren't necessarily um, like nothing. There was no, there's nothing digital about it. Yeah. There's nothing digital about it. We set our chalkboards. We said we had literally, we had, I remember when whiteboards got introduced. This is how. You fucking hold me. I remember chalkboards. And then I remember like when, when whiteboards got introduced and stuff and then like the kind of books that we were reading. And the flip, chart, flip on the, chart on the whiteboard. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is like, and um, even in primary school, there was a, we had, um, when we had assembly, they had the um, projector mm. That, mm. And, they had to, and he had to um, take off the sheet and yeah. put the other sheet on mm. that showed the lyrics. Yeah, and I remember thing. that, yeah. But then that's the thing, like, so we're Kind of, we were we were literally coming out of the analog age and into the digital, digital one. Age, we, were yeah. the, we were the transitioning, we're cusp, yeah. yeah, the transitioning generation. So we're getting all the back. We got the backlog of all of the mm. the literature, the books, etc. However, now we can sit back and look and think, oh, we don't want that for the next one. Yeah, because we know that any of our like younger brothers or sisters or cousins, etc., growing up, mm. they will have like children of blood and bone they will have not to do that I know they stuff. will but it's very far and few in between I do think that we needs to really start in the home and parents it can easily it's there but it can easily be to be something that we lose because okay yeah we have children of blood and bone but how can that be one of the few okay now we have um you know black leopard red wolf and then we'll have other young tales you have oh my gods you know what I mean like you have books that have a lot of diversity however we can pinpoint them mm. we can we can name them on one or two hands at even and I just want more of them so that it becomes such a normal because do you like because we grew up in a world of the lion the witch and the wardrobe when mm. the main characters were Lucy S- Susan Edmund Diggory you know what I mean and it's Diggory. just like where the hell is Raifa you know in Zanzibar where is i don't know yasmin where yeah, yeah, where yeah, is yeah. where are the diverse characters because what we have me and you is the fact we can literally pinpoint the books mm. and the moment in which we saw ourselves yeah can you imagine yeah when the fact that when like i remember i reached university and i read a book and i was like oh my god this is me this is it and you can that moment is so powerful but imagine if you don't even remember that moment because you've been seeing yourself yeah. as a child you almost have this this is why you know the, the white man confidence that just makes you have the right to tem- the temerity and the to, audacity and, the, and, the, and just the the nerve the, 
also, it's, like, it's not temerity, but also it's like <laughs> the gall. Right? To just the to say what gall, you want. to say, because you have had instruments within society that have told you yeah, that you are valuable. Honestly. That you are valuable and your opinion matters because you have seen yourself represented in each and every aspect of society. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we don't be having this gall. Because, like, yeah. because where, where, where is our? Yeah. Where, where can we find our value? Yeah, we can Do you know what I mean? It. And it's like you know, and it's a question of like when you start to look at it and you start thinking, are you reading black? Are you reading that one percent? Where are they? And yeah, so that was my first one. Um, you know, the magician's the, nephew. The prequel. The prequel. <laughs> obviously, that was published seventh or sixth or whatever. <laughs> but it was six. intended. The thing is, C.S. Lewis, he intended it to be read before the rest of the series. Really? But, but then you published, yeah. How you know that's what he intended? Whatever. And, <laughs> and um, he intended it to be read in the beginning of, of the series. But how can you publish it sixth? <laughs> well, you, <laughs> you know. know. What I mean? unless, unless he was like, you know what? I think he published it just before, a few years just before he died. Before the that last is one. wild. The fact that this, these were written in the 50s. Like straight after the World War. Yeah. Well, second almost. One. Yeah, the Second World War. Almost like, actually, I think the first one was whilst we were still in it. Um, I think, did that war, the Second World War end in 1952? I'm not a historian. I can't know. Obviously, it started in 1948. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> I just know that that was the period of time and it was. <laughs> but yeah, so wow, I just, I didn't realize that actually. I thought it was much later. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's your fucking book. Mm-hmm. Well, first book. First one. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. My second book that I read as a child that I really, really love. I read this book in year four. <laughs> so I had obviously been fluent in English. Um, several years now. Well, no, actually, I think it was just like for two years. I mean, okay. a year and something. Yeah. And I read this. I Okay. Captain Underpants. Yeah. It's a series um, by David Mario, Dave Pilkey Jr. He's an American author and illustrator. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's like best known for 
uh, being the author and illustrator of the cats and underpants and also the dumb uh, bunnies yeah. series um and captain underpants is basically is an illustrated children's novel and it revolves around like this these two um kids called george and harold who live in ohio <laughs> and basically captain underpants is like this superhero from like a comic who like comes alive um and all I remember, I don't know which one I read because there's quite a few that I read, but the first one I read, Alex, it was the funniest thing I had. It was the first book that made me laugh out loud. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Because I remember laughing so hard mm. in the playground and being like, oh my God, this book is amazing. I just remember being like, this is so funny. In I year had, four. In year four. Like I had, well, I wasn't really reading then. I know, I know. Like, I was I, like, I don't never. I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm doing, I made that, sorry, I made a face. That's why she said that. Yeah. But I made that face because I'm trying to think of a book that made me laugh out loud that early, but I'm not sure whether much of what, what the kind of sense, my sense of humor was like then. Yeah. I'm just trying no, to think. it made me laugh out loud. And the thing is, yeah, I think it's the first moment that a book has had a physical impact of me mm. because obviously up until then I was reading small children's books, but this was, this, ah, I guess, oh my God, technically it's a novel. It's a picture novel. Oh my god, this was my first novel. Is it a picture novel? Yeah. Oh my god, this was my first novel. I just realised. Oh. Oh. Oh, that's so <laughs> so cute. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, this was my first novel because it's the first basically book I that I read that. by myself without was, help or. Oh. Wasn't that wasn't that made Thanks, into a film Dave. with Rupert Grint? I'm not sure, but if it was, I definitely want to see it. Let me see. Um, but yeah, so cats and underpants, guys. Honestly, I just, obviously, diversity-wise, it's a bit of a mad one still. Captain Underpants actually wears underpants um, and he fights, I don't know, goblins, aliens, um, and, you know, he has superpowers and he fights and it's funny. Ooh. And I genuinely a film. loved it so much. I don't know if I want to watch it because it might spoil that, that, that warm stu- feeling it, in me. It's a film starring Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, Jordan Peele. Kevin Hart, Hart. Kevin Hart, Hart. Like short, short. <laughs> Kevin Hart. Oh, interesting. Who um, does he play? He plays George Beard. Oh, he's yeah one of the characters. Yeah, he's one of the main know, characters. I think it's animated. It looks like it's going to be an oh, animated okay. one. But um, I don't know who plays Captain and perhaps it doesn't say. Um, interesting. Oh, Ed Helms. Don't know who that is. Oh, that's so cool. Oh. But yeah, so Cats and Underpants, I remember it. And diversity-wise, obviously, it's still, you know, like, not, it's not. Cups and Underpants looks like a penis, essentially. <laughs> like, it's a, a white penis <laughs> with underpants. Like, he actually looks like a penis. What is your... What no, is your, no, like, does he not look like a penis? I mean... He looks like a white penis. Without the veins. Okay. I don't know if my penis... <laughs> he, looks like a, he, looks like, he looks like a white penis. How do, how do you know? I don't know. That's why I'm thinking his mm. head is is shaped in a way. Mm-hmm. It's milky and mm. pale. Mm. Um, I just feel like if a white penis was to look like something, it would look like Captain Underpants. You think Captain Underpants is like white penis? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So... Um, but yeah, guys. So this is- book is not diverse. Oh, actually, in one of the covers... Um, um, I think it's Dave. Look, it's black. Oh my god! Look, 
Oh, it's a black guy there. Yeah. DreamWorks, the epic tales of, I think that must be George and George is black in this. Okay. Maybe George was black in, in the originals. In the Who original. knows? It, you know, he might be pulling a but J.K. Rowling and come to do... No. The point is, you probably weren't, you weren't looking for I that. wasn't looking at all. That's and I didn't really see it. All I saw was Captain Underpants, the white penis. Oh my God. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys. That's so so that's what I read. I really enjoyed this as a kid. I do think that you should give this book to a little kid. But also, if somebody can like... <laughs> If some, not the- All these parents are going to be looking at it and thinking, oh my God, it's like a white penis. I'm giving it to my child. What am I giving it to my child for? It's super funny. Really, like, so funny. Like, laugh out loud funny. Mm. And the pictures are hilarious. And it's the first, oh my God, it's my first novel. I actually just realised. And yeah, it just made me laugh. Um, Like, physically. Mm. I was laughing physically. And nothing has ever made me, I've never read something and laughed like that. You know, I think those moments are so magical. But yeah, and I would really love to see something, like, I don't know, a black, not cats and underpants, but, you know, a black sound. I mean, we have have, um, Nights of Have, what, High Rise, a book coming out. Yeah. With like two like young detectives figuring yeah, in out South in, London, in South London figuring out a crime. You Looking know, forward in, to that in in their block of flats. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's something to look forward to. But I do think that man, we've got so much work to do. There's so much work to do. Like we really. really. So my second book <laughs> is um, so basically okay, okay between <laughs> the publications of particular Harry Potter books. Oh God. Yeah. Oh God. I my next one's Harry Potter. We can talk about this yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my, between my the publication, right, I kind of found by myself fall into a series called The Children of the Red King. Oh, I, I heard of this. And this was, this Alex book, is gearing This up. book is lit. Yeah. So Jenny Nimmo wrote this book called The Children of the Red King. And it's basically about the children who have descended from this king back in like how many generations and they all have and through this, these family trees, they all have particular powers and endowments and all these different um, things, um, basically. But where it's set, it's set around a guy called Charlie Bone, because the first the first book of the series is called Midnight for Charlie Bone, mm-hmm. who has the power to hear the stories of photos and he can kind of time travel through photos, etc. Wait, and, so and um, what is it called again? Midnight for Charlie Bone. Oh, by Jenny Nimmo. But the series is called The Children of the Red King series. And um, yeah. How many but, children did man have? So he had, I think he had like seven children. Oh, I thought you were take, no, talking like Genghis Khan no, no, level no, no, kind no, no, of no, kids. No, 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 no. So what it is, it's like, seven, like generations and generations ago. He was, because he's, oh, he's the wizard. Okay, yeah. Yeah. He's, the, he's essentially a wizard or whatever, magical yeah. king, whatever. And he married someone and then they had, and I think she was like a witch or something. Mm-hmm. And then they had these seven children with seven gifts. And then through generations of the generations of the generations, they kind of like their their gifts spread out, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah. Um still a bit hazy on the plot. I'm might I'm gonna reread them again. But um and it's centered around Charlie Bone and he has to go to this school which is owned by his distant cousin who has these gifts. And um it's like they're kind of split up into groups of like people that are talented in drama. <gasps> visual arts music so charlie begins to hear the voices of people in photographs yeah that's so cool that's that's how his power starts Mm. and then it it expands into like him being able to go into them and talk to the talk to like so for example imagine if you were sitting there looking at pictures of your grandma that you'd never met 
so when I was actually talking about Beyonce in yeah. my head, I'm like, oh, if I saw Beyonce's picture, I'm actually crazy. Oh my God. Instead of me to think about my grandma. You're actually married. Oh, my great grandma. Me, I'm thinking, hmm, if I see a picture of Beyonce <laughs> and I could talk to her through the picture. Oh my God, I need help. <laughs> oh my God. No, but the thing is that, so if you, if you had questions for your grandparents oh and, they, and, you didn't, and you didn't get to speak to them or whatever, mm. And you could actually go through to the photo and speak to them or listen to what they're saying sort yeah. of and get the message of what was happening at that time because oh, you wow. wanted to ask a question. Anyway, but like, so the school that they go to is kind of split up into like, you know, drama, visual arts, music. Um, I want to say sport or fashion. I can't remember which one. But anyway, they all kind of split up. And amongst those different like houses, there are like 12 um children who are descended from the Red King you are directly descended from yeah. the Red King so amongst those people there are like there's somebody who can summon spirits there's someone who can kind of like feel the feel the emotions from clothes mm. so, they, so they can only wear clothes that are made from them made for them they can't wear clothes say for example if you experience trauma in your t-shirt or your scarf he would put the scarf on and he would feel that trauma and he would get like it's like a psychic kind of sorry what? thing it's a the the the, the what kind of the book is great. The Ooh. book is the book. The series is great, guys. But this I say all, nice. I say all that to say that there was one black guy who was part of the Children of the Red King, mm-hmm. and his name was Lysander Sage, mm-hmm. and his mum was just Ooh, Lysander his, Sage. Yeah, his mum was descended from the Red King, mm-hmm. and his dad is like this powerful judge in the city, or whatever. But he has the power to come to call forth spirits. So it comes like Inan. It comes like Inan. No, yeah. Inan. In no, 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 no. Uh, Zaley. Zaley, yeah. But like he basically has power to call for spirits. And then that was the one time I read a fantasy novel that had um, a black character yeah. who had a powerful power yeah. in the sense that he wasn't, he wasn't the main character, but yeah. he was an important one. Yeah. Like as in when they were, had, there was a battle of some sort and he brought forth like ancestors. When I say <laughs> ancestors, uh, ancestors, ancestors, ancestors. Yeah. Like they came from the West coast of Africa. Yes. And, he was, and he's there. He's like, he's got dreadlocks and everything. Yeah. Like, and he comes for like, they, and he's, they're he's pushing. Like, oh, you think he's pushing for you it. Like, it. Like the thing, I think there was one bit where it was describing it. Like, uh, they could hear that um, they didn't know what was happening. Cause I think he was proper channeling it. And like, oh. they didn't hear what was happening. And like, and they heard like the drums, and they yes. had it coming and then it's like everything came and then like all these warriors came out of nowhere like they were ghost Woo! spirits but we they need were that like, you know we need sick. we need Lysandra Sage's power we need to have when a we're Netflix on road, series guys wait, I want a Netflix series now when we're now. on road and someone tries us on the TFL and they push us we just need to send three 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 ancestors <laughs> to just the, the drums come in like, you think you can pass me without saying excuse me this you, miss this is how you would you would use your power you would use your powers for like personal gain of course there's a rule there are rules to these powers, no, 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 no. What's the use game. of powers if they're but yeah, but, be limited? but he's like, but that's the thing. Like they have, they have their powers, oh, but they're, brilliant. but they're, in, but they're in particular sections of the school. So, oh, for example, Charlie's in music, so he has to, he has to play the violin, and he has mm. to learn, and he learn it well because his dad um, used to play the recorder. Is this um, school like the school for the? The basic, it's a school for it's, it's a school for the it's school for gifted kids, as yeah. in like people who are gifted in art, in oh, in, in music, and all that yeah. stuff. They have to learn regular subjects, but they get most attention on like their music lessons mm-hmm. and their drama lessons, etc. That's where they all study together. But when it comes to like art and stuff, like Lysander is a sculptor, so he Ooh. sculpts all these things, and he's got even he like you see him. There's bits where he's just focusing on like recreating like the queen or something and like the queen in the in the book mm. um and stuff but like and then yeah there's loads of them that some of them are on art but they're doing fashion design and yeah. they're kind of it's it's sick 
it's sick. There's one someone in there that's like he's kind of the descendant of Thor, and Thor is like and like it's like they're, the, they're like the Norse gods, and like they kind of it is mental. It is actually mental, but it's such a good book. I think that everybody should read that because I think it was a good filler for Harry Potter yeah. in a sense that it was still something it was still a school it was mm. still kids that were magical but it wasn't necessarily just about witchcraft and wizardry yeah. it was about like they're living their lives they have very subtle powers mm. and stuff and yeah really good but then he there's not saying last on the stage was the only black guy that I can remember yeah like like that can pop out into my mind as and somebody that was in the story I, I didn't even know about this I don't Imagine. know what it was. I spent a lot of my time in, in Waterstones yeah. growing up. I was basically... I, I would, spent a lot of time in my library. Yeah, my library. I would walk around and be like, oh, this book looks really interesting. Mm. Or I actually asked the booksellers, I'd be like, hey... Um, Nobody would have ever bought me a book. What do you mean? What do you mean? A bookseller? No, like as in... My, oh, no, my parents you, would not have bought me a book. But you wouldn't have... Would you, have got, would you have gone into the bookshop? No. Oh, okay. I don't I don't know. I would have wanted to, I guess. Remember back in the day, we used to have uh, like book day when people used to bring books yeah. and then you'd have to, you get like a catalogue and then you decide what you want. Yeah. Oh, that, was, that day was my favourite I really don't day. Know, I really don't know how I came across it. But it was, yeah, it was one of the best series that I could mm. like say, you know. There was one character there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but like, but regardless, it was a great series. Yeah. But like him having, I would have liked to have a bit more, a bit knowledge, a bit more knowledge about him. But obviously, it wasn't about him. Yeah. The story wasn't about him, which it oh. usually isn't. Well, you know, exactly. Every time you know, in the the rare occasions that you do get a black character in something mainstream, are they not always the side parting? The, <laughs> the <know>. side parting. <laughs> there, yeah, like they are the best friend who's who who is a filler who actually doesn't have much character. Yeah. They are the the princess's mediocre friend who's come to help her figure out her big issues yeah. so that she can live happily ever after. You know, she's the, there's always the flat character with no development that is there to say the right thing to propel the story forward. Um, and we've had enough of these literally marshmallow type. <laughs> marshmallow. Characters who have no filling. Oh my God. Um, and so, yeah. No, I feel you. Um, so go, moving forward from that, then I guess we can both talk about Harry Potter and the diversity in that because we we both read that as children. Um, and yeah, I mean, as did a, you as, like? I, so actually, because when I reread the Philosopher's Stone mm-hmm. when we, we did the episode a few um, months ago, yeah. yeah, a few months ago. Oh, who was it that the first time we enter Platform Nine and Three Quarters? It's the ah oh, the black boy with dreads that is described. What's his name again? I forgot his name. Oh my god! His name is <laughs> his name. Black characters in Harry Potter. Yeah. Oh, his I forgot name his name. Is, his name is. I actually can't. Like, oh, I can't do know. it. Oh, Lee. 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 Yeah. Lee. Lee. <laughs> Lee Jordan. Jordan. Yes, that's it. Yeah, um, you knew it from the beginning. Yeah, and playing, playing I you. think he's like the one that's like you walk in, like literally Harry Potter gets to uh, King's Cross and just, you know, the Weasleys are oh, walking this thing and he literally go ahead, goes, dude. go ahead, dude. <laughs> go on, go on, we're out behind you. Um, goes into platform, like reaches platform nine and three quarters and you see we're introduced to Lee Jordan and we're not obviously introduced to him properly because he- uh, Until Rowling, like yeah. Quidditch or something. Yeah, Rowling just describes him, you know, a black boy with uh, dreads and I remember that specifically um, also we have you know Dean Thomas um, we oh, have yeah. um, 
Ange- uh, Angelina Johnson. Remember the girl? Angelina Johnson. Who, what is it? Isn't she in, wasn't she in EastEnders? Was it in EastEnders? Yeah, she's yeah. Chelsea Fox, yeah. Yeah. And um, we also have Kingsley Shacklebolt. Kingsley. Yeah, who, what, who becomes... Minister of Magic. Minister of Magic, But, but yeah. you know what, yeah. So you know how anybody goes on to Pottermore, mm. which you all should if you are all fans of Harry Potter. And if you're not, if you're a fan of Harry Potter, but you're not on Pottermore, then... Anyway, so he basically was like, apparently they say, they're trying to say that he was schooled at the African, at the African one, at the African school. <laughs> Because, yeah. like, you know what I mean? So he was basically, so I think, what was it? Where did I read it? They said, like, oh, how he was much more advanced than a lot of the Western wizards because, obviously, and was it, was it called Wagadu? I Wagadu. don't know. Um, but it's the Ugandan, it's in Uganda. Mm-hmm. It's the wizarding school in Uganda, in the in the East Coast, in the mountains, etc. Well, he comes from, he was known that he's he was born into a pure blood family. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like, so what I'm saying, like, in the actual... Um, in the, the law that she's created, right? No, he attended Hogwarts. Did he attend Hogwarts? Yeah. Okay, because I feel like on Pottermore... He's bi- yeah, well, on the fandom site, mm. it's, it says that he achieved, he um, literally went to Hogwarts. Um, Interesting. But I'm not so certain about... Okay, I don't know whether I read it on Pottermore or read it somewhere yeah. else. But they're trying to still... But the, what I think what they were trying to allude to was that he... Because I think in that school, they don't use wands. What do they, they use? They, hands. Oh, that, that's cool. But they use, but they they use ones, but they call ones primitive. Ah. Do you see what I'm saying? So yeah. like they were like that's why, but that's why when they said they when Kingsley was training to be an aura or whatever, mm-hmm. he was a much more yeah. advanced because ah. he really he knew how to. And this is it, J.K. Rowling. Been knew that we'd be working twice as hard because. Um, <laughs> The British Prime Minister in 1996 said this about Kingsley Shacklebolt. Obviously, this is in the books. Oh, yeah. fans. I'm not getting rid of Kingsley Shacklebolt. If that's what you're suggesting, he's rightly efficient, gets through twice the work of the rest of them. Because he's using spells, guys. He's using spells. Yeah, still. I, I thought that was... I'm, I'm, very, I'm very sure that it was to do with magic. No. <laughs> but anyway. Basically, yeah. Even in the wizarding world, <laughs> us wizards and us witches... Us black wizards and black witches. Blizzards and blitches. Hey! Blizzards and blitches. Blizzards and blitches. Blizzards and, and blitches. blitches. We've been working twice as hard for the same type of achievement. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we, it's, it, it happens. Even if we're pure blood, you know, they'd be sending our asses back home. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's quite a bit of diversity in... Harry Potter. However, I'm just pissed off that the diversity isn't reflected in the main characters. Mm. That's the one thing. thing Okay, so they have a ginger. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is, even there was a, there was like backlash um, when they, when, you know, a few years after she used Cho Chang and they're both in, I think a lot of people from East Asia, East Asia, they were very much like, um, so where is she from? Number one. Number two, you use two surnames use two uh, surnames as a first name. She, she didn't know what she was doing. She was like, exactly. I just need to... Like, you know and then do you remember the Patel and... Padma and... Padma, Padma and, and Palma. Is it Palma? Yeah, Patel. Patel. Yeah. And, it's and like, those names are just very, you know... Yeah, yeah. Like, like stereotypical. Yeah, but the thing is that, but at least, at least it was, that's what they are. And, and it's a standard thing that you could see in British society anyway. Yeah. Mr. Patel, Mrs. Patel, etc. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like the East Asian people they were like well you've not even specified whether she is Chinese whether she's Vietnamese mm. whether she's Thai and you've basically just taken these 
first and these last names mm. and made it into a first name and just said, oh, well, she's just the East Asian representative yeah. for all witches and yeah. wizards in this shit. She did story. have a lot of like archetypal sort of black cap, like, oh, let's talk about diversity, right? We've got the Asians yeah. and we've got the South and East. East. Yeah. And then we have the black people who are black British, I presume. Yep. Um, we didn't have a black African. Yeah, I I, up until this point, I thought it yeah. was Kingsley, but then I realised that it, it, as you yeah. read out, it probably wasn't. Um, I mean, his name's Kingsley. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mean a thing. I mean, Shacklebolt. Ain't nobody in Zimbabwe called Shacklebolt. I mean, these are wizards. I don't know. I just feel like they would have had the names from there's where a, they're there's from. There's somebody called Clearwater in the book. So yeah, come on now. She's French. <laughs> wasn't she French? No, she Pen- is. Penelope Clearwater. Wait, Pen- oh, Penelope Clearwater is... Was just, she, she was just a head girl with alongside <laughs> alongside uh, Percy. Oh, yeah, Percy. Or Prefect that or whatever. That was a beautiful name. But Clearwater is, I think, very British. Yeah, true. Yeah, so... Um, but yeah, I do think that in this book, like, it was very much like, let's get the standard. And the main story was Harry, Hermione and Ron. Um, he could, and they, they could have had a black friend. Honestly, and even, like, within the order, well... I mean, the order, there was who. But then again, when you read it, it's, it's very, very British then. It's, it's very, very, very British. British. It's like you have, you have the Dursleys yeah. who are like Essex type. Like even the thing like, even in when we talk about the whole pure blood situation, like there was the whole, um, racist. you know, like Blaise Zabini. Yeah. You remember Blaise Zabini? He's yeah. a black guy. Yeah. And, um, and even if, when we're watching things like Fantastic Beasts and in the latest one, Lita Lestrange is part of the black, no, no, okay. She's part of a black family, yeah. But they're not the Lestranges, but also, but yeah. she's part of that the the, the Lestranges from France. But it's like you've got all these um, these key people, but they just didn't show up Did in the, in the main body of the story yeah. that was actually so prominent and influential and for a whole generation. It, yeah, if you are in the one percent, then you're an afterthought rather than the main plot. And this is why I do think that we need to start writing our stories because nobody will make us a protagonist. Mm. Like we have to do it ourselves because we've been waiting far too long and I'm sorry, like the ones are up now. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, if we are in a story, we are the best friend. We are the side parting. We are the coastal, you know, we're the bad character who comes in Mm. You know, and I think even in Harry Potter, something that literally a generation of children grew up on. Imagine like that is your childhood Mm. and you don't see yourself. And Mm. if you do, you come just to be told that you can't go to the ball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So, yeah. um, Funny story, though. I remember writing into the Harry Potter studios when I was like, when I was like, who are you? (laughs) Why would you do that? Didn't you know this was fiction? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I was like, oh, so. Um, <laughs> oh, so. <laughs> I see that you're trying to cast people for Roger Davies. Oh my God. Um, Roger. You know, Roger Davies. In my head, I'm like, I'm, I'm reading through the book. I'm like, literally, um, oh my God. I read through the whole of, because um, he went to the ball with um, Fleur Delacour for the, the Yule Ball. Oh yeah! Oh my God! Fleur Delacour is my favorite yeah, yeah. bitch. Honestly, but Ray, I was like, I remember going through it, and I was like, "So, oh my God, is Roger black or not?" Because no one, because no one, Roger not, wasn't black. I know, I know that now. Yeah. But like when I was reading it, I was like, 
he's not, no one's, he's not specified whether he's black or not. And I went through all the black characters. I went, I went through some of the black characters before yeah. and I was like, okay, she said that she's black. She said that he's black. Yeah. If like, oh, is this person black? Is this person not? Like, are they going to hire, are they going to cast someone that's black? Or is it, da, da, da? They could have. They could have, but obviously they didn't. Yeah. Now that was, and, that, and that's, that's just come back to me now. He's a, he was a Ravenclaw Quidditch captain. Right. Yeah. But then I'm looking at it and I'm thinking like, they could have, they could have done something they could, they could have because you know it's fiction like if, if you don't describe them cast anybody that's what I'm saying Fleur, yeah. Fleur Delacour didn't have to be white French she yeah she could have been, been a, a black. bad bitch black French and when you, uh, you know she, and when oh, you, and when you, oh my God, there's so much about this like I'm only gonna say this last thing before yeah. whatever but <laughs> Fleur yeah she was Vila she was half or quarter Vila yeah. or whatever Wait. Vila's are green mm. tell me why Fleur has the blondest of blonde hair She's so pale. If the sun was to shine, she'd go invisible. I'm gonna leave it there. Vila's she was are a bit green. U- wasteless. Like she was a bit useless, though. She was. Um, no. Didn't she marry Percy? Bill. Bill. Bill Weasley. Oh. But like, but you know, and and again, but we didn't even I see much. We didn't even see much of Fleur de la Cour do anything because I think yeah. like even, yeah, she didn't do anything because I think that Moody was like you know as as dainty as Fleur de la Cour looks, she's got like she has. Um, she can do things with a wand that many people can't She was do gracious. Oh, and yeah. oh my God, like, I'm sorry. But, but I feel like she was one of them. She was yeah, very no, skilled. she was quarter Vila. Oh, quarter Vila. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you know when you, think, when you think to yourself, like, I know that obviously JK probably wasn't wasn't thinking about this at all, etc., which is fair. And but, maybe it was but like... But like, there, were, there are ways that, that you could have incorporated so much and made this an actual rev- a revolutionary book in that... You could have said that she's quarter Vila, but she's, you know, she's got, even if she said, oh, you know, like, like they're Spanish or whatever. Yeah. And they're kind of like, she has this flair about her that is, you know what I mean? Like put something in there. Her um, eyes are green. She went to, oh, is it Beau Baton? Beau Baton. Beau Baton. Beau Baton. Beau Baton. Yeah. But their, their um, uniform was, whew, this is why I always say like, um, Order of the Phoenix is my favorite movie because the the, the, sh- the shooting and the cinematography. Why the Order of the Phoenix? Oh, sorry, not Order of the Phoenix. The Goblet, um, of Fire. Goblet of Fire. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my favorite movie to watch because like when, the magic in when Goblet they of Fire. when they entered when they entered and when even when they leave in the sh- like the bloody ship and it goes underwater. I'm like, first yeah. of all, how? Like, ah, oh, phenomenal, phenomenal. Mm. Um, yeah, and I do think they had the best uniform because they were French, so they just had to look good. They had to. Yeah, they were all about image. They were image gang. I think it's Bo- they were Bo- 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 bad bitches. Bo- Baton's not a girl's school either, and, <laughs> and neither is Do- neither is Dormstrang. So I was very much like, well, you could have bought the girls from Dormstrang over. You could have bought the boys from Bobaton over. I don't and understand. And Dormstrang boys. Yeah, but mm. it's not a boys' school. Yeah. Which makes me, yeah. I was mm. just like, why did you do that? But anyway, <laughs> like, like, that's enough potter talk. I yeah. feel like we can do this forever. Mm. Um, okay, so my I'm going to do my last one is his dark materials. Oh, that's my last one as well. So we can okay, yeah, we can do that together, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So obviously, I read, I think this is more young adults than children's, definitely. Um, and I read this in secondary school. So I believe okay. I was in year eight when I read his dark materials trilogy, which, which obviously can, um, Philip Pullman series um, consisting of um, Northern Lights, my favorite book, mm-hmm. um, Subtle Knife, and the last one, The Amber Spyglass. Um, obviously, you will know that um, he's done, Philip Pullman has released um, 
a prequel to the book, The Book of Dust, um, last year, which we... Have you finished it? What, the... La Belle Sauvage? No. You too. Not all of it. Um, so you know, it's, it's, it's a new trilogy, so technically it's But when different. I think... when I, It's really yeah. good. Like, me and my friend Tolly were talking about it, and it is very... Like, because we forgot so much and randomly on like Thursday, we sat and we were talking about it and we were like, oh my God, this book has so much in it yeah. and it was going to make what, a really great movie. But what, I I need to, what, I, what I'm going to need to do is reread the trilogy before, yeah. then reread, then start rereading the, the, the new trilogy again. Yeah. Because um, I think that's the only way that I can kind of get back into mm. it is just by rereading that trilogy. So um, yeah, um, so his Dark Materials follows obviously the life of Lyra, Lyra. Uh, Belacqua. Um, who is a young orphan in I think it's Cambridge or Oxford it's Cambridge Cambridge and I want to say Cambridge it might be Oxford let's um, say Oxford I th- I let's uh, say Oxford I feel like Philip Pullman is an Oxford man do you think I feel like he has that kind of I think he's more I think it is Oxford you know yeah yeah it is Oxford it's Jordan <laughs> College Oxford. yeah yeah, yeah. I would say <laughs> um, definitely yeah so basically yeah, it follows a life and, and the first one is all about some kid goes missing and Lyra's father comes along and Lord, Lord Azrael. And Lord the Azrael. second book is actually my favourite because then we actually start talking about dust yep. and original sin. And we get to understand and talk about parallel universes, mm-hmm. which is phenomenal. And we're also introduced to uh, Will Parry, who is another protagonist in this, who also goes along this journey with um, Lyra. And the most obviously big thing about this is the idea of a demon. So each character, um, well, in Lyra's universe, has what is called a demon, which is essentially yourself Uh or your soul, but in an actual animal animal form form outside of yourself. And you have this psychic link, physical link as well. And the first book follows this whole idea of, you know, a boy goes missing and there's a science something happening in the north and mm. people are cutting demons from children yeah. um, to, to, to you know, cut themselves apart, essentially. And it's like a, the, a terrible thing that you can do. Um, it's severance. Yeah. It? And so I read this and obviously this amber spyglass is more of a war, really, and mm. the, the idea of the death of God. You know and what? who is God and what it, is original it just, sin? It moves mad the whole the whole series. But like, I mean, it's very Christian orientated we, and stuff. Yeah, before we get into the demons bit, um, I think that again, this book missed the opportunity to to put a black person in it at all. Mm. The thing is, because you know, even when she when she met, I wonder if we when have... she met the. Um, she met the black person in it. You know when she met, oh, what was that boy's name in the second book? Will. Will, sorry. Yeah, yeah when yeah. she met Will, that could have been an opportunity to meet somebody that was like, because he was from a completely different time. And, and he's a and, different and, universe. And universe. Yeah. So you could have used that and just been like, you know, I mean, obviously, but, you know, the writers are we really the, expecting the Philip Pullman to have diversity? He's an old white man. Yeah, but oh, you think about it. I know. Like, still, it's awful. I know. Like, still, come on now. Like, there was so much that we could have done and could have, like, gotten gotten through in those in the in the whole series yeah and i think that that was like that it was, i want to say this was a big book that this series this this series that's what i'm saying all oh these big, it could have all these you know, big books with all these established writers yeah for example if, if jk rowling got to the third book and then there was a character that she wanted to add in that was a bit of a main character that was yeah. black she could have done that because the books were selling yeah philip pullman if he got to the second book and thought all oh, right cool i could 
mix this up a little bit. I might change it here or there. He could have done that because the books were selling. Like it's not, yeah. do you see what I mean? This is why I, this is why I feel like, yeah, on one hand, I get that they did, they weren't thinking about that because it's not their reality. Mm. But at the same time, I'm thinking, do you live in the world? Because you are living in the UK. It's not like you're living in, yeah. you're not living but in see, like, isn't the deep it that parts he, of this Europe. Matt, like Philip Pullman wrote, wrote, I don't even think he lives in London, but he like writes in his shed, in his garden or something. That's what I read. Or I think someone I mean, wouldn't me, you? Sure. I'd write in my shed in my garden if I had one. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but, but it doesn't mean you don't live in the world. doesn't mean you're not going to the yeah. corner shop and seeing people. See you're not, you're not walking, you're not going into shop. London and looking around and thinking, yeah. oh, where are you from? Sort of thing. You're not. Because when I think about his dark materials, I think about um, the Chaos Walking series. Um you know, by Patrick Ness, The Knife of Never Letting Go, The Ask and the Answer, Monsters of Men. Series. I'll make a note of that, actually. Oh, you need to read, you need to read that series. It's phenomenal. Um, not only did what the first, they basically, the first book is all about, the, you know, this boy who is set in a dystopia when everyone can hear each other's thoughts. Um, and it's called noise. It's the sound that people make. It's called noise. Um, and this boy... Ted, Todd is basically living in an, in an environment where there's only boys, so it doesn't know really women. Um, and then obviously think he she he encounters a woman, and it's just a bit mad because he can't really hear the woman's thoughts. Blah mm. blah blah. Um, and even when I'm thinking about this, I might be wrong in that they there may have been a person of color in this book, but it wasn't so in my face that I was aware of it. If that was the case. Because I know damn well that Todd and Viola were not uh, characters that had any bit of melanin in them, mm-hmm. melanin enough to be other, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, maybe, uh, you know, maybe in one of the universes, Philip Pullman put somebody in there who was black. I don't remember them. I would remember them. Do you know what I mean? Or they yeah. were BAME. Um, maybe in Patrick Ness's Chaos Walking there might like for example even like now like for example what is it um oh, what's it uh, what's her name Katniss Everdeen yeah Hunger Games Hunger Games the moment I heard of District is it eleven or twelve or thirteen the ones with the cotton the ones that you know the, and the poles fields, the fields. And, yeah where yeah. they were all black yeah and I was a bit like mm, side eye however the little girl in it Rue Rue in the first book, um, obviously I was I read that book in one day, so I actually didn't realise she was black. I read I, I thought she was black just by just literally description. literally by the description of the the, the district no she idea. was from. I think I just the name. It, yeah. I just thought okay. But it's when I saw the film that you realised, and I was like, oh, and I reread it, and I was like, oh, of course. Mm. So even then, do you know what I mean? But even then, it's like. Could we have had a black character in this book? Could have could it have sold? Yeah, it would have sold. Like, do you know I, do, I, mean? I do think it could have. Like, I do, do think these it writers ever think? Let is it like I you write what you do. know? Yeah. So therefore, you write your white you do write woman what you perspective. Know, but also it's, it's twofold. It's you write what you know and you put it out, and it's also the people that are buying it with regards to mm. the publishers and those yeah. places that they're, they're, and who identifies. Buying. And they're like, oh my god, I see I myself relate. in this yeah, book. But yeah. then it's like. Is there anybody black in your office that's going to that's going to read it and be like, be like we're, well, are we doing? Are, I, yeah. are we doing our best? And now it's just this whole diversity scramble, yeah. and everyone's scrambling, and everyone's getting it wrong because <laughs> they don't have the right people in the offices. There we go to be able to tell the stories authentically. Mm. Um, yeah. So yeah, so there's that. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, I mean, so I mean, the big question that we're asking is, are you reading the one percent? Um, you know, we have brilliant, Just, brilliant places like Jacaranda Books yeah. and Night of, mm-hmm. and you know, um, so many other platforms and, and places so, that so actually have stories yeah. from you know diverse backgrounds and diverse authors. For um, young people, I think that's so important. It's like legit. Like when you're older, you have that maybe agency and you have a mind to actually be like question your surroundings. But when you're a kid, it's basically what your mother is telling you. It's it's what. Um, the kids in school are reading and if somebody is reading a book a kid is being given a book that they see themselves in it gives them that audacity gives them the temerity gives them the gall <laughs> to be able to be assertive in who they are because they see themselves in the world and see themselves portrayed and it's not even something they have to think twice about um, so yeah man let's hope the 1% increases because can you imagine 1% that makes me sick yeah Okay, so mostly flicks. Um, what are you watching this week, Ray? Okay, so I, f- I know I've been talking about this all the time, but I just finished um, Timeless. Are you, oh. you told me. So Alex told me to watch Timeless. Literally oh. the first episode, we came back in January and I finished it now. Oh, I was up until 2 a.m. yesterday finishing that last episode. And there was one episode so good. when I actually called Alex. I was like, what? No. It was no. the end of season one. No, she wasn't like, what? She was like, bitch. I'm like, huh? I was like, bitch. Like, bitch. And then she's like, why aren't, you, why aren't you more excited? If, I don't know. What are you asking <laughs> What are you talking about? And I'm, I'm like, like, oh, okay. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. But yeah, like, and then when she said, I was like, yes, okay. Yeah. yeah so I'm watching um, Timeless and it obviously, I've explained it before, but history, going back in time it's and so like the world good. ending, some... You know, organization, hella wasps. There is a main character who's wasp, one, one of the main character who's um, who's black. And I actually, do you know what I love about him? He's not your typical black person, black man on screen who's like tough. And you know, he's so he cute. is useless. He's so useless, <laughs> useless, but not useless. But like, he's he's a nerd. Yeah. That's it. He's a nerd. He likes Star Wars. He didn't and want to be a part film, of this. And he wasn't yeah. about it. He's he's a mechanical engineer person. He's so smart. He went to MIT. Mm. He's an absolute nerd. And he's one of the main characters. Yeah. And I absolutely love this. Yeah. And we have um the girl that plays Scotty in suits yeah. is the historian. And Liam from 90210 is like the soldier, yeah. the Navy SEAL. Um and there yeah, they just have to go back in time to sort out to it's ensure like, that history remains the same, yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, because there's this organisation that's trying to mess things up. All right. So, actually, I have a question then. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you could go back in time to any period in history, oh what would God. you change or would you change anything? Or would you just want to see it? Would you oh, just want to watch it? Oh, this is a big question. Um, because <sighs> there's a there's a whole section. There's an episode over the, with uh, the killing of Abraham Lincoln. Oh, yeah. And, that was um, big. I, I think that I would probably go back and be like, Trying to educate, I think I'd go back and try and educate the slaves of some kind. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You know if, I could get, I... if I could go to the mountains in Jamaica or something in the maroon towns mm. and then teach them how to build bombs mm. instead of like actually raiding these plantations, they mm. could just plant them and then bounce and then just set them off. And then, then... I'd go back before then. I think, obviously, because I'm black <laughs> and I don't want my people to suffer. It's difficult, isn't it? I'd go back to obviously. There's very, so many different types of slave trades that happened. Um, there's the Arabic slave trade mm. and the different ones within Europe. But obviously as British people, the 
the one that obviously that we're more aware of and we know of in the world and probably the biggest is the transatlantic slave trade um so it's beginning from england to west africa to the caribbeans and america um the americas um and so there was obviously in history queen i think it's victoria who sent out a man called john something on a i remember this i remember talking like researching it on a boat called Jesus. <laughs> yeah, the boat was like Jesus. And he landed on the west coast of Africa. He got really friendly with the locals and the natives. And then he flipped the script and he started the slave trade, essentially. And I think I would go back to the point where Queen Victoria is like, yeah, let's do this. And be like, one bullet in the head. <laughs> wow, you'd actually go and assassinate the queen. Yeah, well, not... Oh, I'll just be like, you, you probably don't want to do this. And then I'll tell John, like, mind your business. I don't think... I think I would craft it. I, think... I, I wouldn't want it to be that they're there. I don't even want it to have happened. Mm. Well, actually, I'll probably go back to the Arawak Indians and tell them just to mind out for this white man. That's going to come in it. Yes! And, I think, and then, like, just to like just to pre-warn them mm-hmm. so they're all kind of ready. Shoot that man yeah. and just Give no them. minus the person because Christopher Columbus was um, with a manservant. He's yeah. a, basically a slave, a black man who was basically the one directing him in it because yeah. my, my man didn't know what he was doing. I'd be like, yeah, kill him, but don't leave this other one. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I, I think I would go back to each time where there's like oppression, oppressive no, no, I think I would, instances I, I, I pertaining think, to our people. I, I don't know whether I'd go back to each time. I think I'd try and go back to one specific key moment in history and then. Come back and come back to the present and see what happened, and then I think what then, then I, that means we'd have to go to like one of Adam's kids who thought to migrate to the Europe's yeah. after coming from the nice East African nation. Yeah. And this is the thing. And like, then just telling him, "Yo, like, do you want to? You don't want to do this." But that's the thing about timeless. Yeah, it's like it really kind of makes you think about um, how what you've done affects the timeline. Because mm. you know what I mean. Because you could actually go back. You. You could, we could go back to the Arawak time and change it, and then you're not you 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 go back and then you're like nothing has changed. Sometimes I could have you know what I mean I could probably have still been born, but not been born as myself. Yeah, do you see what I mean? So that's like when these three people come back to the present time in timeless, they're always like asking, okay, what has changed? What what is history now? Because yeah. they go back with a certain idea of history, something changes, and they go back in the present. Yeah. And they're one worried that the people won't be there because yep. they might have changed history so much. But normally they're there. But the things that they have changed, they're like, like minor, yeah, minor, and they would have been affected. So, in terms of the history of America, it's always going back. So the last episode I watched, one of the last, is about Harriet Tubman. Yeah, which was the Civil phenomenal. War. Phenomenal, yeah. And they always go back to like they've had a few episodes in that times because so much changed and so many decisions that were made during that time affected other people. And there was that blues episode with is it Mike Johnson I forgot his name yeah who I forgot what essentially his, forgot what his name is but was yeah, he, the, the crux of all like the, he started like, rock and roll rock and roll yeah. like all Blues, of that yeah. and he was such an instrumental part in modern American culture yeah. that imagine if he didn't exist um so yeah. yeah um what would you change like would you, would you so you'd go back to the I'll probably go back to those places I don't know whether it would be actually I don't know whether it would be about starting war but I think it'd be more of a strategic heads up as to, I'll probably go back and position myself as some kind of psychic. You idiot! <laughs> you make me sick. Like, but like, you are going, you are going to meet you are going to meet somebody. 
<laughs> and uh, he's going to come with many, no, many treasures, but also many woes. I can't trust woes. people because some, remember they did that in some of the episodes when they told people this is what you have to do. because And they still changed their mind, didn't it? That's true. So Definitely I not- say shoot the bitches. <laughs> Kill them all. <laughs> like, this is what I mean. And I was even thinking like, when I was reading the, a bit of the long song as well, just quickly. Um, you know, you kind of like, it's, also, it's about giving people hope as well mm. because if I come back as a black man from the 21st century and go back to the black to be to black people in the 19th century and you're they're acting big and free are you're big and free and you're doing this <laughs> da, da, da. it's about trying to obviously you've got to blend in but also about figuring out what kind of hope you're going to give these people yeah. to say listen it's going to be okay make sure that's like like yeah. with the whole civil war one with the Abraham Lincoln yeah um forgot what the black guy's name is but he, oh that guy yeah, yeah he, he, t- like, he told the civil he told the, the black um, soldier. soldiers go north go north don't, don't go, go down south, yeah because you're gonna get north. lynched up yeah yeah just make sure that you go north so things like that I'll kind of make story, I'll kind of yeah. make sure that they kind of like things which kind of like be quicker yeah done quicker yeah. things like the whole Black Wall Street I'd probably be like you're right you need to literally seriously protect whatnot all yeah. these different things yeah. all these I don't know I, I would try I would I would I'd probably have to make a strategic Time plan it's interesting because we think about like the lives that we've lived and like the various little decisions that we've made up until now yeah, we're talking to about s- quantum physics isn't yeah, it? like so to see like where we are like imagine that like, you've gone your whole life and where we are sat right now recording this podcast is an accumulation of so many choices imagine you didn't read that book that made you love reading you wouldn't be sat here next to me right now mm. talking about books do you know what i mean yeah yeah that's wild if i didn't finish elmo the patchwork elephant and if i didn't laugh at captain underpants out loud and that feeling of absolute joy carry me through i wouldn't be sat here this is the biggest do you know what I mean? bigger than that it's had your parents not chosen you to go to the UK, but to the Bam. US, or if I, if that my, little or, small decision, or if yeah. my granddad had said, "I'm not going to yeah. um, the UK, I'm going to New York," yeah, and then like in Zanzibar, I came because the school that I wanted was too full. Imagine one little girl fell ill, and therefore my name was put on the list to go to the school. Where and, in, the in UK? Zanzibar? No, oh, in Zanzibar. Zanzibar. Yeah, because I, I was starting essentially year one, and the school that I wanted to go to, my mother wanted me to go to, was full, and it was, it was like full capacity. And my aunt like was getting married, and so they were like, "All right, cool, like you know, go with Ray, get her a better education over there." Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, imagine if one girl, like their parent, just forgot to put them on the list. I would not even be here. I wouldn't exactly. know. Exactly. It's insane. Exactly. So when, even in that show, when they have to go back and the, the minute the and minor, little minor things. details. Yeah. It's crazy. But anyway, it gets you thinking about time. Um, Oscars. Just oh, yeah. Very Oscars quick, very are... Quickly before well, we've... they would have... They're happening. By the time we... The show has come out, the Oscars would have already been done. No, because... It would have been happening. It, it would happen because the Oscars are Monday. Yeah. It would be Monday evening. But so, it would, uh, so it would have happened. No. Because it's not... It's 1 a.m. <gasps> it happening. Yeah. yeah, it will be happening. It's 5 p.m. US time. <laughs> they are US time. Don't, don't, know, don't know which time zone. It'd be 5 p.m. whichever time zone in the US, yeah. but it'd be 1 a.m. here. They'll be behind yes. us. Yeah. Yeah, no. We drop on Monday during the morning. So, they, yeah, it's like, oh, okay. So, so Tuesday. Yeah. So Tuesday. <laughs> and then we would Most know the Oscar. time, you have no idea what you're doing. I don't know what I'm doing. I have no concept. Mm. I was thinking, like, I didn't even realize it was Friday yesterday. This is, how, this is it. This is, this is how much <laughs> I, I missed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the Oscars. A mess. Who do you want to win? And I feel like Mah- Mahashala Ali will win the supporting actor for Green Book. Yeah, I feel like that's what that's what will happen. Well, we both know that Black Panther is not going to win. You, you think so? I don't. Yeah, I definitely think it's not going to win because I think it's there for 
um, like <clears throat> diversity reasons. Because you know, Oscar So White happened a few years ago, and I do think these people are shaking in their in their academy seats. Um, but for leading actor, obviously Christian Bale, Bradley Cooper, Willem Dafoe, Rami Malek, and Viggo Mortensen, I think Bale actually. Oh, I do hear that Rami Malek is so amazing in Bohemian Rhapsody. I really want, I really want Rami Malek to win, actually. Um, yeah, Bradley actually, Cooper might do that's well. That's what I think it might be between Rami and Bradley. Viggo Mortensen's really good, though, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know who that is. Um, um, yeah, so Maharshala Ali, oh let's hope. Sorry, but okay. animated feature film, yeah. Incredibles 2. I haven't watched it, you know. Needs to win. Is it good? I don't know. I'm not, I don't I know about I was going to really like go and see it, but I did it. I mean, I watched it and I was like... Yeah. It's really, it's so good. I love Jack Jack. Jack I Jack. want Olivia Coleman to win for the favorite, even though I haven't watched the favorite. I just really like Olivia Coleman. It might be in a Glenn Close. Um, she won the she won the BAFTA, didn't she? Mm. Olivia Coleman, Glenn Close. She's I feel like, cool. Has Glenn Close won an Oscar before? I feel like I feel like she has. I feel like all right. Come on now, sis. Let the people let the other people happen. Let that. <laughs> but also, but like, doesn't discount the work that she does. She's a fantastic actress. I beat Meryl. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Black, Black Klansman, yeah. Adapted screenplay. So this is kind of what we're looking at, essentially. If Bill Street could talk, um, A Star is Born, you've got Black Star Klansman. Star is Born. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I've not, I don't know, the Coen brothers directed that. Um, but Black Klansman, do you think... It's it nominated could, for Best Picture. No, um, adapted and screenplay. adapted screenplay. Oh, it's both. Yeah. I would rather it get adapted screenplay yeah, rather than Best than... Picture. And then I, Best Picture best would picture, probably end I up think, being, what do you think it's going to be? I think, I mean, the thing is I haven't watched many. Mm. So. I'm basically going on reviews and what I've yeah. seen. Yeah. Like, so I would say, I don't think A Star Is Born should win it. I think it might be the favourite or, yeah, I think it might be the favourite or Bohemian Rhapsody. I was going to say Bohemian Rhapsody just yeah. because of the way that it was kind of like the, the, the press around it. Mm. I um, love that Black Panther. Blank that Black Panther was nominated, but I don't think it should win. Mm. But then I don't know because I loved the film. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, but I'm so happy that it was nominated because I do feel like it deserved it because, like, it changed things, man. We were we like the whole black community just <laughs> was in absolute euphoric uproar yeah so yeah. i do think that it very much deserves to be up there you know definitely definitely um so yeah did they get did they have music did they have a they were nominated for the best sound editing but actually sound editing black yeah black panther is nominated for sound original editing. sound mixing yeah sound mixing black panther is nominated that they definitely On sound editing yeah that. as you said um i'm so happy that visual effects Infinity no, original War. score that's it original score, original score. that score that score was, was fantastic. The Ludwig Göransson is mm. brilliant with the with, oh, with yeah. the scores. Yeah. And I remember listening just to the soundtrack. Yeah. And I was like, they better wow. win that actually. So that that's an original as a yeah. as a score. But if Bill Street could talk, the score was good as well. Was it? Yeah. I need to watch that. Definitely. Let's do that for next week. Okay. Um, um, Mahesh- visual effects Avengers is not it has to win Infinity War. Okay. I want it to win. Solo was a bit rubbish. Ooh. Anyway, so we're looking forward to those. So if you guys, if you guys have any of your, who you think will win. Tweet us. Tweet us. Obviously, Tweeting. it will be very timed because if you tweet us on Monday and then yeah. we just know what's happening on Tuesday. <laughs> because time zones. 
phenomenal, All fantastic. Right. We don't have a culture question today. That's cool. That's cool. All right. Um, I'm going Shout to, out. let's Shout do this. Out. I'm going to be at Foils on the 12th of March mm-hmm. um, for a panel event for SAFE mm-hmm. with Corsia Newland and Derek. And we're going to be on there. The link is on my Link is on my website, <laughs> alexreens.co.uk forward slash events. Yeah. Um, so you can get the ticket, go for your tickets there. Um, the book launch is on the 13th. So if you want to, um, you know, it's be at, it'll be at the library. So uh, get your tickets. Um, we are, do you have anything that you want to add to next week? No? Um, no. Next week yeah make sure that you you know subscribe on acast spotify itunes leave us some comments send us some messages send us your cultural questions add um add us (laughs) um you can email us uh mostly lit at gmail.com we're on twitter mostly lit instagram mostly lit pod um yeah we out here we love you guys thank you for listening we'll catch you guys next week catch you guys next week Bye. bye Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.